Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about getting home at a quicker pace than you may be doing right now and how that leads to a much better life, not working the traditional nine to five. And let's be honest, the reason why you're doing pool service is because you want to get away from working those long hours and you want to have more time to be with your family or to do things that you enjoy rather than working all the time. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. So how is this achieved without cutting corners and doing a poor job, which will cost you business more than make you business, which will make you work harder because then you're doing more work because you're losing clients and it's just a vicious cycle. So to do this properly, you're doing it and you're keeping your high level of standards, your pool care standards at the high level. And these are all very simple things that you can implement without having to cut corners and speed up your cleaning out there per se per pool. I'm not talking about splashing and dashing. I'm talking about splashing and dashing with class, and this is how you kind of do it. The first thing is you have to have a plan. Now, a lot of people don't have a plan when they start their day in the morning. It's really unbelievable, but a lot of pool guys and gals just go out there and they work and they really have no plan. They just, they get, they're going to be out there working and these are the hours I'm going to put in and then I'll get home whenever. It's not something that I think about. And the first thing you want to think about is, How can I get home at a decent hour every day? And that's the beginning of the plan. What can you implement so that you're home by 2 o'clock in the afternoon or even 1 p.m. in the afternoon if you really want to get daring? And the first thing, of course, is when do you start the day? A lot of people are inconsistent. They start at 8 o'clock. They start at 9 o'clock some days. They'll start whenever they feel like it. So part of this plan, in my honest opinion, is to have a set start time each day of your route and it should theoretically be the same time every morning Monday through Friday if you do work Monday through Friday so for me the start time is 6 a.m and that's when I start my day out there in the field and that's when I get my work done I don't go out when I wake up I have a set time that I start at and this will believe it or not allow you to have a set time to finish at it's kind of one of those no-brainers but it's something that I should mention here because if you don't have a set start time You're never going to really have a set finish time. The other thing, part of planning, is your route. How does your route look? Are there pools on the route you can move to a different day? Say on a Tuesday, you're going eight minutes out of your way for Mrs. Jones' house. And can you move that to a Thursday when you're four minutes away from that house? So look at your route. See which pools you can move to make the route more conductive. And you're saying, well, four minutes is not a big deal. Well, do four minutes over the course of 
48 weeks. That's like three hours and 20 minutes of your time. So you can have watched the Lord of the Rings Return of the King. Instead, you're spending four extra minutes driving to Mrs. Jones' house. So basically, time adds up. And time will add up during your day. Four minutes here, six minutes here, ten minutes here. And you're adding a lot of time to your day. So every minute does count out there. Not to where you're like timing everything and racing through your day. But don't waste time when you don't need to. So if you can move a pool to a different day that's going to save you four minutes of driving, do it. There's no reason not to. Also in planning, you want to plan your route. So the way I do it is I do all of my harder pools first. I kind of like to have the bad news. So if you have pools on your route that have like a lot of leaf debris or that take more time than not, then you want to have those pools first so that the last five or six pools, you're just cruising through them. And this really comes in handy when the weather's really hot out there, when the weather is really unbearable and you want to get done early. If you have a pool that's going to take you longer later in the day, then that's going to really drain you and it's going to frustrate you. So I would arrange the route to put that pool first on that day so that you get it out of the way and then everything is downhill from there. That's just my way of doing it. I don't want to do like three difficult pools at the end of the day. To me, that's very frustrating. Something that you can do that's really logical is to make sure that all the pools, and this is kind of like a duh thing, but make sure that all the pools are maintained properly so you're not brushing algae. And I say this for one reason, because I wasn't doing this when I first started, and I would spend an extra five minutes at a pool brushing algae and treating it, going back to my truck for a gallon of liquid chlorine and whatnot. And so therefore, I made it a rule that I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure these pools don't have algae I'm going to run the pools longer if I need to. I'm going to put an enhancer in, pool RX, borates, phosphates, and enzymes. I'm going to keep the chlorine level at 5 or 8 parts per million during the week. Whatever I can do to make sure this pool does not get algae, I am going to do that because you spend a lot of time brushing a pool that adds minutes to your day. And this can be very draining for you also physically. And it's really mentally draining because you have algae you're dealing with. So this sounds kind of like circular logic. You know, keep your route balanced. You're not brushing your pool for algae. But I wouldn't say this if it wasn't possible to do. And there are many things you can implement to get this done. So definitely listen to the other podcasts I recorded on your free chlorine level using an enhancer, ways to prevent algae. I probably should do a separate podcast directly on how to prevent algae in the pool. Get Rudy Stankwich's book on algae. Whatever you can do to stop algae from growing in the pool is beneficial to you. And I think this is the key to making your day go faster. Another element that I think is often overlooked is something that I think this is probably one of the best quotes I've ever gotten from a guest on here. And I don't think he was on a traditional podcast. It was on the one on equipment. And Glenn had said, Glenn, the owner of the bottom feeder, has said that once you realize that 90% of your problems come from 10% of your pools, then if you eliminate those pools that are problem pools, your life's going to be a lot easier. Again, 90% of your problems come from 10% of the pools on your account, on your route. So if you can get rid of those problem accounts, your life's a lot easier. And this speaks volumes to having a plan and saving time. If you have a pool that's a real problem pool, you know, it's got leaf debris all the time, or the customer turns off the timer during the day because he doesn't want to waste electricity, whatever it may be, that pool should be the first pool to go. And I use the one-for-one one rule. If you never heard me talk about this, this is when you get one new account that is really good. You drop one bad account. So you don't lose any money. You actually gain time and you get rid of that account that is causing you problems. So it's a one-for-one one rule and pool guys do it all the time subconsciously. 
go through this without having it kind of spoken out. And this is something that you can implement in your pool route. Get a good account, drop a bad one. Here's one of the biggest time wasters. And even for me, it's frustrating when something like this happens because I'm on a clock kind of that's ticking because I have a plan to get home early every day. And so something unexpected happens. You get to the pool and it's not running. You can tell right away. I mean, you can see that there's a lot of debris on the surface. It has been running all week and you're like, oh man, what's going on here? And so you go over to the pump and you see there's an air leak somewhere. You can't prime it. So you're spending 30 minutes there trying to get this thing primed up. And you're like, what is going on here? And true story, I had this happen to me. And I did waste all this time. Like, what's going on? Why isn't our priming? Let me try this trick and this trick. Turns out the customer had a pool party. They had water balloon, a water balloon fight. And the water balloons were all on the pool surface. No one bothered to get rid of them. The skimmer sucked them all in. The the party was so wild that they knocked the skimmer, they dislodged the skimmer basket without me even knowing about it because it was back in its place. So all these balloons went into the plumbing. This didn't look like it would because they put the skimmer basket back. And there were some balloons in the skimmer basket that kind of throw me off. And I couldn't figure out what was going on here. And I'm just wasting so much time. And this is something that you can waste a lot of time on. And so set a little mental timer that I'm going to spend 10 the 15 minutes trying to get this pool going again. And if I can't figure it out, I'm just going to let the customer know that, hey, your pool's not operating. I'll have to come back and troubleshoot it at another date. Or I'm going to send someone out to look at it, just figure out what's going on. But you can't spend 30 or 40 minutes there trying to get this pool primed and operating when the problem could be something pretty mysterious, like with the water balloon fight and the water balloons clogging up the line. So definitely you want to cut it when you can and if there's a situation where you can't figure out something especially when you're new this happens a lot just leave a note turn the equipment off and i suggest turning the equipment off at the breaker not at the timer not at the automated system in service mode turn the actual physical breaker off to the pool leave it off and let the customer know you're going to return when you can troubleshoot it more and this is something that really wastes a lot of time when there's a problem out there it's going to happen ever so often and there's got to be a time limit in your head to spend here. This happens also when like the customer has their trees trimmed. They don't tell you. And the tree trimmers are notorious for not caring about how the pool looks after they're done with their work. I did have one tree trimmer, which was an extreme exception. They actually covered the pool with these gigantic tarps. And the pool was spotless after he was done. So I applaud him for being conscientious about the pool. But the majority don't care. And so you get to a pool and they've had the trees trimmed, which is good for you, bad for you that day. So have a limit per pool also. And so my limit per pool in California, this may vary by state, but in California, it's 25 minutes per pool. So if they had the trees trimmed, the pool looks like a disaster. I'm not going to spend an hour there cleaning that pool. That's just not what I get paid for. 25 minutes, I'll skim the surface, get everything off the surface in that 25 minutes. And then the following week, I'll get back there and get the bottom debris out. Or if I was able to skim most of it off the surface, I may be able to vacuum the bottom of the vacuum system. I may not be able to. Bottom line is the customer is going to get a note or a text message saying, the trees were trimmed. I will be back to finish cleaning the pool next week. I got as much as I could out on this stop and I'll be back next week. I wouldn't even disclose to them that you have a time limit. I would just say I did what I could this visit. I'll be back the next visit to finish. I mean, you can say you have a time limit, but it's not necessary. Just keep it vague. I did as much as I could on this stop. I'll be back next week to do the rest and leave it at that. These are all things that can slow you down. 
on your pool route. Another thing that can slow you down, I mentioned the planning at the beginning, and planning per pool can slow you down also. The more trips you make back and forth to your truck, and I'll use that four-minute example again. Let's say that you have to go back to your truck to get something, and if you're in California, a lot of times you park pretty far from the pool, depending on your area. So you're walking back to the truck two minutes back, two minutes back to the pool after you get what you needed. That's four minutes over the course of 48 weeks. That's the Lord of the Rings Return of the King, basically. You could be watching instead of working, and you're just wasting time going back and forth. So be prepared. Have a service cart. Advantage Manufacturing makes really good service carts. They have a hitch. You hook it on the back of your truck, and you can load that thing up with your manual vacuum, your bottom feeder, your chemicals, everything you're going to need to take to that stop and bring it back with you and you'll have everything back there on one stop. So a professional service cart, definitely you want to load that thing up so you have everything you need. If you have a vacuum system, load that cart up with everything you're going to need at that stop and you don't go back to your truck. If you have neither, get a tote, get a, you know, a TK Caddy tote or a five gallon bucket, put everything you want to take back to the stop in there and take it back. Rarely will I have to return to my truck. There's rare occasions where, let's say the automatic cleaner is not working and I need to get like a diaphragm for the cleaner to get it working, a G3 cleaner. And I'm like, ah, I gotta go back to my truck. So that's frustrating when you are so well stocked. You know, you may have even a utility belt with everything on it, like Batman. And you're gonna go back to your truck. You're more frustrated at anything because you are prepared. You're there with everything. And it's much better than being prepared or overprepared than the person that's going back and forth to their truck for everything. So make sure you bring everything on one trip and a service cart really helps to bring everything out to that pool on one trip. Another major time waster is when the client's out there talking to you and you can't be rude. I mean, you can't pretend you don't speak English. These are all things that are probably not politically correct or business wise. And I think the best thing you can do is short circuit the conversation. This happens to me all the time. I'm back there working. Customer comes out of the house and you're like, ah, even that music plays, you know, dun, 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 you know, the dreaded music of them coming out. I kind of short circuit the conversation. I'll be talking to them and then I'll go back to my truck. I know I'm breaking the cardinal rule I said earlier, but I'll purposely go back to my truck for something that I don't need just to break the conversation. And I may linger back there because a conversation with a customer could be 15, 20 minutes, And I kind of hedge my bets or kind of take the greater of the two evils, I should say. And I'll go back to my truck, tinker around, look for something, walk back to the backyard gingerly, hoping that I don't make any noise to let them know that I'm back over there. And hopefully they went back into the house. That's like the best case scenario. You can also go back to the equipment, turn on the equipment, stand back there for a couple minutes to check everything, and then walk back out. And hopefully they've gone back in the house and they've given up on the conversation So do something to break the routine. I've had some guys like pick up their phone as if someone called them. You know, this is, I don't think that's probably correct to do that. I mean, this is not a blind date you're trying to get out of. It's a customer. And so you you can kind of mock talk to somebody, but I prefer just leaving the scene of, of the incident. And that way they kind of lose interest in you out of sight, out of mind. And believe me, I have nothing against talking to customers. I talk to them all the time and I like people, but there's a time for talk and there's a time to work and most of the errors I've made out there is when I'm talking to somebody not paying attention and then I forget to do something like put the chemicals in the pool or check this or that because I'm in conversation with the customer so it's more than just them taking your time it's also distracting you so I definitely would eliminate or limit the amount of time 
that you spend talking to the customer. Don't make it a habit of engaging with the customer because then they're going to get in the habit of coming out there all the time to chat with you. They may be lonely or elderly, but kind of limit that because unless you really like that, then go ahead, by all means, continue talking. And if you have one or two talkers on your route, that's not a bad thing. It's just not something you want to start developing with everyone. So those are the things that I do. And these are really basic things. You know, start on the same scheduled time, move pools around, you know, make sure that the pools are running properly with no algae. And of course, last, I should add this, make sure that all the pools have an automatic cleaner in them. I know this sounds like a self-defeating thing, like, oh, if there's a cleaner and they don't need me. Actually, the cleaner really helps you to make your job go quicker so you can do more pools per hour, which keeps your rates down because you can do more work and you can spend less time at a pool vacuuming it. Get a vacuum system if you need to to speed up your day, whatever you can do. But automatic cleaners really help keep the pool clean all week long and eliminate a lot of heavy cleaning on your part. So I think having the automatic cleaner in there is really important. I had a house cleaner at one point when my wife was pregnant and she always told us, make sure you have the house kind of pre-detailed for me, you know, like put everything away and make sure everything's kind of cleaned up a little bit. And of course, do the dishes before I get there because she wants to do the cleaning that's important. She was doing stuff like wiping down the cabinet door, something I never thought about doing and, you know, cleaning things that need to be done, not doing things that you can do. And the automatic cleaner kind of has the same concept for you. I wasn't doing her job cleaning the house. I was just doing stuff that was kind of like scattered about that she'd spend time picking up stuff on the ground, the vacuum. So these are all things she required of us when we had the house cleaner. I'm not sure if they all do that, but she was really good, by the way. And this is how she kind of maximized her time in the house is not doing things that we can do. Automatic cleaner does the same thing for you. Keeps the pool clean during the week so you're not vacuuming the pool when you get there unnecessarily. So have one in every pool. Some people require it. Some pool guys won't even take an account without it. Some charge more when they don't have one. I prefer just to throw in a spare cleaner that I have in my garage or sell them something cheap like the Zodiac Ranger to get something in the pool. But that certainly goes a long way in making your day go quicker, having an automatic cleaner. There's plenty more tips here that I can throw out here, but I think that suffices to get you thinking and to get you on the right course to get home early, earlier than you normally would. And that starts with having a plan and sticking to these kind of things almost religiously. So you're going to not spend too much time troubleshooting, not spend too much time talking to the customer and not wasting minutes that can be utilized later. And those minutes add up over the course of a year very rapidly. If you're looking for other podcasts that I recorded, you go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. On the banner, there's a podcast icon. Click on that for other podcasts that I recorded. And if you're interested in the coaching program, definitely check that out at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week. And God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.